0: Previously, on the terrible adventures of the Janice and Brayford's Parchment Company. You arrive in Kingston.
1: Karen's pretty keen to get to the storage facility.
0: The gates are locked. Does anyone have a key to the storage facility? My name's Murphy. I happen to know where your barrels are. There are a bunch of unsavory figures been hanging around this town. I've heard them use the name Don Vito, if you understand what I'm talking about.
2: I do not understand what you're talking about. I'm a bit concerned as to why people are using these actually kind of dangerous chemicals.
0: You go inside and you find a small wooden box containing five strange looking amulets. You find a large leather purse and when you look inside it contains 80 electric blue coins. The five amulets begin to glow and levitate on their own. You feel like you have been touched by something that is not natural but feels powerful. You morons are gonna make yourselves some real bad enemies if you keep this up.
1: You assume that I don't already have enemies, darling. I'm on the PTA.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Brefford's Parchment Company, a d and podcast. My name is Penny, I'm your DM, and my quarantine snack of choice so far has been peanut butter and bananas on either toast or croissants. It's beautiful, my favourite.
3: Alrighty, um, my name's Nathan, I'm playing Flinla the Halfling Bard, um, and I like to say that I put the pun and punishment, and my snack... To the that choice has been uh, too many carbs. So if it's got carbs in it, it's in my mouth at the moment. <laughs>
4: um, I am Poppy. I play Idafer. I made my own hot cross buns, which because uh, we didn't actually go to the supermarket to buy Easter eggs because
1: supermarkets are just hell at the moment.
2: I'm Stephanie, and I'm playing Frankie today. And today I am eating cake for breakfast because it's Easter.
1: And I'm Liz. I play Karen, and my quarantine snack of choice has been peanut butter and celery because peanut butter on bananas is an abomination and you should feel bad about yourself, Penny, for that one. Oh. <laughs> terrible. I like terrible peanut butter. It's delicious.
0: <laughs> All right. Is everybody ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Let's do Woo-hoo, it. Yes. So you guys are chasing Hoss out of the storage facility. And the next thing that you know, he's blasting through the town. He's on his way out. And then the next thing you know, Murphy rolls up with a donkey and a a hay cart. And he says, hey, guys, uh, get in. It's it's time to go get what we're here for. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, darling. I've never had this exciting of a day since my early 20s. And Karen, like, jumps into the um, cart. Plumber's
3: going to dive into the back.
2: Frankie's going to stumble onto it.
1: And Ada's just going
4: to jumper
0: <laughs> do you guys really need to be lugging all that stuff with you
2: yes yep absolutely, um, absolutely. okay let's yeah. go
3: this is my new hat
0: and he's, he's kind of noticed that uh flynn and frankie are carrying like a few buckets and like armfuls of stuff
2: don't ask questions
0: and with that they're off uh murphy blasts through Keston. You can see Shorts looking out the window like, oh, that's interesting. And you can see Cassie like sitting on the porch of the of the guard station just having a cup of tea and she kind of like waves to you as you go past. And with that, you're off. You're on the road back to the city, uh, going as fast as a single donkey can pull five people. <laughs> so not very fast. Well, it's, still, it's still pretty good, but but Hoss had a horse so you've got your work cut out for you. What mm, you right. What are you guys going to do?
3: I'm going to move to the front of the wagon so that I'm kind of standing up and like, crouching out at the back, um, but holding onto the driver's seats, like in between whoever's at the front, so I can kind of see what's happening.
0: What is the speed of the donkey? <laughs> <laughs> it's going about probably three quarters of the speed of a horse, but also the horse has barrels of chemicals weighing it down, so you might be okay.
4: Okay, and so we can it's like still see Hoss and his horse. At
0: the moment, you can. It's a pretty long, straight road. He's. He's a couple of hundred yards ahead of you, but but he is still in sight.
1: Okay, let's see what we have here. Karen says, oh, someone do do something, shoot him. Get his wheels or something, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> she, she's kind of rifling around in her tote bag trying to find something useful. Uh, <laughs> her hairbrush comes flying out, she's like, oh no, that's not what I wanted. <laughs>
3: And Flimver kind of looks around and said, "Who had that? lacrosse crossbow. You did well with that back at the uh, storage unit."
2: Yeah. Who was that that had that? Oh, that was <laughs> me. Oh. Oh. I don't know where it is. It's its it's God! and he frails his arms wildly. You just
1: have to be. I I I pulled out the axe again. You just have to be really angry about it, Frankie. You can do it. You can. You can. It, it's it's. <laughs> He strains, trying to be angry!
0: Do you specifically think that you want your crossbow back, or are you just being angry?
2: Well, he's just being angry because Karen said to be angry to get the weapon. He's okay. like, I want the weapon,
1: but I gotta be angry!
0: Okay, nothing happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't got a... No, no, the weapon's already in your hands! Just make it be in your hands! With anger!
4: I'm gonna grab Frankie by the shoulders. And, and look him straight in the eyes and go, Look, think about your bloody crossbow. I
2: don't want to think, think about, about a bloody crossbow. Slowly back. <laughs> <laughs> now I have the picture of the bloody crossbow in my hand. Perfect, still a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so he's thinking very hard about a bloody crossbow.
0: So your necklace starts to glow uh, a faint red, and the glow is projected into your hands. And once again you are holding a small hand crossbow that has a faint reddish glow to it.
1: Oh uh, nice. Oh Frankie, you did it! Congratulations! Uh, no, thanks, Mom. Get, get <sighs> him! You you can do it!
2: I I now try and shoot at him, I guess. Uh, aim at at Hawk
0: yeah he's he's kind of too far away so you can roll with disadvantage but he's pretty far up the street and the trees are growing over the top of the path so you can't really arc it too high you can have a go though roll me uh roll me an attack with disadvantage
2: okay Uh, that is a seven
0: yeah unfortunately he's too far out of range right now so all you can do at the moment seems to just be following him as your bolt Flings past Murphy. He turns around and he's like, Hey, what do you guys think you're doing back there? Let's just try and catch him. What are you trying to. You want to set off a massive explosion in the forest here? Let's not be firing at the dangerous chemicals, okay? Oh, that's a very good point. Oh, well, we
4: wouldn't have to shoot if we could go any faster.
0: Well, do you guys have to have all that extra stuff with you? You could just throw it off the side.
1: Well, what have you guys got? What is that? What's the. What's all of those things? I'm pretty sure they're not part of our chemicals. All these hats. You don't need all those hats.
3: Oh, I like my hat. If we split the bucket full of shiny things between us, then we can throw the bucket over the side.
1: I guess so, but...
0: As you guys are talking, an arrow flings sort of just past Flinvar and strikes a nearby tree. And you look behind you and you can see two of the three humans that you were just fighting chasing Mm. you on horseback.
4: Oh, by Ooh. the gods Horses, you know Horses. what that means Well it means they're going to catch us Idafer That's not a bad thing
0: You um, notice that the guy who Karen chopped his arm off is not following you so it's the other two humans that were once guarding the storage facility that you beat up earlier now chasing you and shooting arrows at you
1: Okay, uh, Karen will imagine the fax in her hands and just start yelling off the back She's not very impressed that they're still here. She's saying, how dare you? What right do you have to do this? You've stolen our things, so you can just bugger off.
0: Uh, You hear yelled back, we're criminals, we do whatever we want. And also, you stole a lot of our stuff. Give us that bucket back.
4: This is evidence. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to grab the bucket from, it's Flynn that has it, right?
3: Nah, Frankie had the bucket, and it's full oh. of the, um, globbing coins that we need.
4: Perfect. I'm going to was... grab it off Frankie, I'm going to pour out the coins in <laughs> our cart, and I'm just going to throw the bucket at the closest guy.
0: Okay, uh, roll me an attack roll, use your strength modifier, since you're throwing an object.
3: Okay. Backwards, though.
0: Physics! Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, the guy on the horse is easily able to steer around it, and now you just have a pile of blue coins just on the back while the while the bottom of the truck is just rattling. They're starting to spread out. This is this is not a transport cart. It seems to be made for carrying feed. There's a couple of hay bales and the four of you and whatever you're carrying. Then you're traveling through the forest, which again has branches. It, it kind of growing out over the top and, and meshing into each other.
4: Okay, um, just quickly, Otto is going to grab a couple of those shiny things from the floor and put them in his pockets.
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> of course, to keep safe. Thank you.
0: Uh, who um, has the... you managed to fit 20 of them into your pockets before you start to run out of room. So there's 60 remaining.
3: Yeah, Flimvard's gonna start picking them up too as, as he watches them bounce. I'm also gonna empty the amulet out of the wooden case, that spare amulet we had, and put it in my pocket. And just ditch the case over the side as well. Okay.
1: Karen's going to start yelling. She's going to drop the image of the great axe. Instead, she's going to pick up a hay bale and she's going to chuck it uh, at the, the horses.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, it's probably, they're probably a little bit far back to directly hit them, but roll me an attack roll using strength.
1: Sure thing. Uh,
0: in the meantime, they do shoot another arrow. Um, and it hits, it hits Frankie. Oh, oh. It hits him in the ass.
1: Oh no! Oh, no.
4: <laughs> the fleshiest part.
0: <laughs> not um, the it, booty. It is just a crossbow bolt, so it's not a hell of a lot of damage. But Frankie, you could take uh, two, two points of piercing damage as it, as it like grazes through okay. your, grazes through your, your booty.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, 13.
0: Okay. You, you manage to throw uh, the hay bale out. Uh, one of the horsemen is forced to slow down for a second, but the other one carries on through and is starting to gain on you. He's about 50 feet back at this point.
1: I'd like to just keep on doing that with the rest of the hay bales. There's two and more says, of them. And she says, sorry Murphy! Sorry Murphy, needs must! Um, and she's just going to chuck the other two out one at a time.
0: Okay, so I'll cool. roll for
1: those seven. Points. Yeah,
0: roll me two more, so, two more strength attacks. Mm-hmm.
1: The first one is a uh, 17. Okay. And the second one is a, another 17.
0: Okay. You, you throw them in, in fairly quick succession. You throw the first one and the guy's like, ha ha, and kind of jumps over it. But as he's in mid-air, he's unable to uh, steer anymore. And so the second <laughs> one just kind of like, he's like, ha ha. And then a hay bale just poof, hits him square in the face. And the horse carries on jumping, but he stays still. So he is now being dragged behind the horse.
1: Exactly what I wanted. I'm
3: going to take Neil by Frankie and make sure he's okay. And also grab some fruit off his fancy hat and throw them back, including a couple of bananas to see what happens because he wants to see what happens.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, roll me a, roll me a, I guess that's just a string throw as well. This is something specific, this is like a specific strategy you're going for, you're just trying to make the, make the ground slippery?
3: Yes, I got a net one, so I'm going to roll again, so I fumbled for a banani, and I, ooh, I it's got a 17 plus, did you say strength?
0: Are you trying yes. to roll, are you trying to roll strategy, or are you trying to roll distance? Strategy. If you're going to like try and make the ground slippery, or you're trying to use a strategy, roll me an intelligence check instead.
3: Uh, so I rolled an 18, so, okay. well, I rolled a 17 plus my intelligence buff, so, so you're mani-
0: So you're kind of, like, throwing the, the fruit at the ground with impact, rather than trying to, like, throw it out towards them, you're just throwing it on the ground, right behind you, and you do manage to, a couple of the apples do explode, one of the bananas kind of, like, smooshes onto the ground, uh, you do manage to create a bit of a slippery, a slippery area, the first horseman, the guy who's being dragged behind the horse is now stopped, and the second guy, who was uh, running a little bit behind, he does not see this. Uh, and his horse kind of, like, slips on a banana peel, and its its foot kind of, like, crosses over its other feet, um, and it, it falls to the ground. And, yeah, you Hullar. manage to make him slip on a banana peel. And you turn a corner, and they are now out of sight.
2: Right. Sorry about your
3: cool hat, Frankie. <laughs> oh,
2: that's okay. <laughs> Worried more about my behind.
3: <laughs> Just keep still there, buddy. Pat, pat.
0: Hey, uh good oh, pat, good pat. work there. Good work there, guys. Managing to use your your cunning and your wits to evade our pursuers. Probably could have used those horses, but that's okay. This donkey will get us where we need to go. What's all that jangling I can hear in the back seat there? Uh, you guys tipping out treasure? Can I have some of it?
4: It's it's nothing. It's uh uh we found some teeth. It's,
1: evi- it's evidence. So, you know, legally, I cannot give you any.
0: Well, that's a real shame. I got to keep my eye on the road, so just just sit tight back there. I kind of know where this guy's going, so so let's let's get through it. Karen's
1: going to collect up the rest of the coins. Um, so you can let's... you can
0: fit twenty in your pocket. There are twenty more remaining.
1: Frankie, could you? Uh, I'm just going to put these in your bag, darling. I'm sure it'll be fine. Nobody's going to reach their little grubby hands in there to get them out, so...
4: No, they are teeth. I say have loud enough that Murphy can hear. <laughs>
0: he is not convinced he rolled a natural 20 on his insight. He knows you're lying.
4: Is there anything we can do to speed up this donkey, Murph?
0: He just kind of turns around and winks. Guys, don't worry. Even if he gets away, I know where he's going. Let's just, uh, let's just have ourselves a nice little ride and enjoy each other's company, if you know what I mean.
1: Where's he going? We need those chemicals but They're awfully dangerous.
0: Look, he's got a horse. We've got a donkey. I think he's probably going to get there first. But if he's working for Vito, he's going to the South Gate. Don't worry about it.
1: Oh, okay. Forget about it.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, gangly boy. What did you say your name was? Frankie. Frankie. I like it. It's a good good mafia name.
2: I have been told that previously. So uh, what are we going to do about
3: Frankie's butt? And his arrow. Oh. Uh, do we just leave it in? Do we pull
1: it out? I think oh, you pull only... it out. Oh no, definitely I mean, we're going out. to have to pull it out. If only I had my crystals here I would have been able to do some healing. We could but... pull it out Shrek style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to really yank lie... it out. Just lie down, Frankie, and uh, bite onto um... and Karen's going to look around for a bit of wood or something that Frankie can bite onto.
0: The railing uh, of, the, of the side of the cart is made uh, of wood. Yeah. You can have him bite that.
1: He can bite. He can bite that. He can bite down on a. Um, oh, you know what? My journal is leather bound. Bite down on that, and uh, we'll just we'll just get this arrow out. Quick, smart, Frankie. Don't you even worry about it. And I'm she's, pretty worried about it. <laughs> and she's gonna brace herself um, and hold on to the arrow and say, "All right, Frankie, and we're going to do it on five, But she's actually going to pull it out on two.
0: Okay, roll me a medicine check.
1: Oh, Jesus. Don't worry! Don't worry! Don't worry! She's a
4: mum. She knows what she's doing.
1: This is seven.
0: Seems like a great idea.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This will be great. (laughs) Frankie
2: cries.
4: Does anybody
0: anybody else think that they know a little bit about what's... Like, does anyone else want to roll a medicine check based on their character's strengths?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I will with my,
3: um, my military background. I'll support his cheek.
1: But you better act fast because Karen's already there. She's already holding onto that arrow. 16,
0: 16. Okay. You know that without any kind of bandages, Frankie's probably going to bleed a lot, and that's probably going to make a trail for people to follow if they were to, you know, see the blood on the ground.
4: I like how that's the important part it's not the fact that she's <laughs> gonna bleed point. out yeah, yeah there's yeah, gonna yeah. be a trail <laughs> oh karen karen uh if you pulled it
3: out we're gonna be in a bit of trouble um do you have any bandages in your bag mum kit
4: you know i pull out the bandages that i got from the general store and hand them to you
3: oh great oh. thank you that is perfect
4: all right You're
1: ready when you are karen we're I'm, not, I'm ready! I'm not ready! Ready, Frankie! No, you are! Yeah, you're gonna so so like, be You're so ready, like, Frankie! I'm not ready! I'm not ready. <laughs> not, Just bite ready. down, buddy. Bite <laughs> down and one, two, three! And she rips out the arrow.
3: <laughs> and Slimla quickly pushes his hand on the, uh, the wound with the bandages and, and wraps it as best he can. Probably overly wraps it as well.
4: Frankie, <laughs> Just smacks the butt. <laughs>
0: After a very awkward uh, bandage wrapping, which you've wrapped bandages, like, around the over, like, over his pants. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm. no, fun.
0: You guys are all kind of sitting there. Frankie's butt is really hurt. Yeah, you're, you're trying to catch your breath for a little bit. The bandages are definitely catching the blood.
2: Good. Good. <laughs> that's, that's the important thing.
0: Everybody kind of sits back. Your pursuers have stopped following you. Hoss is out of sight but Murphy seems to know where he's going and so you really have nothing to do now but wait until you get to your destination.
1: Karen is going to start playing with the axe amulet, seeing how um, she can bring out the axe and then put it away again, trying to do it without being like, ah, emotional.
0: Roll will mean arcana check.
1: Sure thing. Um, that's a 15, straight 15.
0: Yeah, so you, after a while, after a lot of, like, summoning and and letting it go, you kind of get Mm -hmm. the hang of the fact that you can concentrate on, I want an axe, and the Mm -hmm. axe will appear, and then when you don't want it anymore, you can kind of dismiss it, and it will go back inside the, inside the amulet. Do you share this information with the rest of the party?
1: Absolutely. She's narrating basically the entire process um it's it's you know it's always there's always an opportunity to upskill and there's always an opportunity to learn more about yourself and others um so she is having a little she's doing a little conference um i don't sure if anybody else is listening but she's having a nice time
0: and the rest of you do the rest of you guys try to use your amulets and, and figure out how the, they work
1: yeah so um, when she um she's doing this little talk
4: and i've been watching her and i have a think I'm like I wonder if I throw it so I think about the dagger form the dagger and then I throw the dagger off the cart
0: okay it sticks and into the side of I a tree
4: another one. oh perfect and then I see if I can conjure another one
0: Romy and I kind of check
4: for <laughs>
0: for about an hour of your travels you just like once you've thrown it it's just gone and you're like oh should I think I might have left it behind but after about after about an hour or so uh, while everybody else is doing their thing you do manage to summon another one, and you oh, okay. you get the idea that you kind of had to like remember exactly where it was oh, okay. in order to dismiss it. And then once you're able to do that, it just took you a super long time to do that. That's kind of the only thing you're really able to do. Sweet. Sure. Um, so you
1: have to you have to dismiss it before you can summon another one.
0: Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Um, cool. But being able to dismiss it, you kind of really needed to know where it was in order to dismiss it. And if you You kind of get the feeling that if you sort of threw it off of a cliff, that you might have to go find it and see where it is before you could dismiss it again. (laughs) That's pretty much all you're able to do for the travel, though. Frankie and Flynn, what are you guys up to?
2: Frankie's going to have a play around with the coins. Uh, Okay. I guess, would he like, he do like a roll? Just because he's, I I guess he's just wanting to experiment because I think he's seen the glow originally and was like, hmm, how can we? Use this to our advantage to make science happen.
0: Okay, roll me and I kind of check.
2: That is a uh, 19 plus six.
0: Okay, so you are messing around with the coins. You're kind of examining it. You're you're trying to hold it up to your amulet and see what happens. When you hold it up to your amulet, it automatically summons the the crossbow without you really having to think about it. You also try and hold it up to different objects. And you managed to create your first arcane tinkering, I think it's called. What is what is the ability, that the level 1 ability that you have?
2: Um, magical tinkering. Uh, so that is, at first level, you learn how to uh, invest a spark of magic in objects that would otherwise be mundane. To use this ability, you must have thieves' tools, old tools, or other tools in hand. Oh, uh, okay. When you touch a non-magical object as an action and give it one of the following properties so there's like different things
0: we could do so i'm gonna say because you rolled so high that at some point you would have pulled out probably your tinkerer's tools and started kind of messing around with it so you managed to make one of like a splinter of of wood as part of the cart glow with a light magical light Uh, and and when it does so the coin actually kind of sucks itself into that splinter and it's just letting off a letting off the light. It's kind of hard to make out during the daylight that you're in, but it is definitely, it's definitely been absorbed into the wood.
2: Mm. Nice. That is actually one of the things you could do with magical tinkering. So yeah, cool, cool, cool.
0: Because you rolled so high, I'll tell you that after a while you do manage to re-extract the coin from the wood. Wow. So you manage to like implant it into a piece of into a little splinter of wood, make it glow, and then you manage to uh, withdraw the coin and get it back out, out of the wood.
1: Nice. nice. Sick. And the wood stops glowing after he it, does that? It does, yeah. Karen is going to also try that.
0: I think you've already had your move that you wanted to do. Okay. Yep, no, uh, that's, so fine. Flynn, no that's fine. So Flynn first, and then we'll come back to you.
1: I was still kneeling
3: beside Frankie from where... I was bandaging, so I think I'm just taking in and watching everything at this point. And I think I kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed. Like, previously, I was I was flicking one of those coins between my fingers, just playing with it, and I kind of just stop and grasp it after watching, like, Frankie and, and Karen. I'm just a little bit like, the fuck?
0: Okay, so you just kind of observe the fact that they made a magical effect happen. Okay, Karen, what were you doing?
1: Um, She's just going to try exactly what Frankie's doing, if, if, if there's time.
0: You guys can do a couple of things. I'm just going to say, because I rolled so low, that's really all he has time to do. But Frankie rolled really, really high. Um, yeah, and again, like, after when... I imagine that when Frankie managed to achieve that infusion, uh, mm. that you guys kind of would have taken notice and sort of seen that, oh, shit, you guys are playing around with magic right now. And, mm. okay, so, Karen, uh, you hold up one of your coins to what exactly are you holding it up to? A bit of wood, um, the nail.
1: Gonna it, yeah, she's just going to do it to a nail, and she's just going to be like, "Ah, oh, I want this to be really... Hot, and she's just gonna go ah, and try and press the coin into the nail.
0: Roll me a an arcana check. Actually, no. Roll me a, roll me a stealth check.
1: Stealth check. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. That's a f- straight fifteen.
0: Okay. Uh. Well, Murphy rolled a seventeen on his perception, so he not only does nothing happen, but he turns around and sees that you're holding uh, a coin, a blue coin. Uh huh. And he. Actually, all of you, all of you, what's your uh, passive perception? Just rattle, rattle them off one at a time.
1: Fifteen. Thirteen. Eleven. Twelve.
0: Okay, so Flynn, you notice that he's now mm-hmm. paying attention to you, where before he was just kind of concentrating on the road. When he saw that coin, he is now kind of like, his eyes are flicking back and he's actively listening to what you guys are saying.
1: Karen gives up trying to make the, the nail hot after a little while and puts the coin away and says, Oh, I just- I just don't know how you did that, Frankie. That was amazing. What are these things?
3: I so thought they were just teeth. Just teeth, right, guys? Just teeth? They're
4: just... <laughs> pretty teeth. cool teeth. These aren't
1: teeth. Pretty, well, uh, and...
4: very
3: illegal teeth, folks.
1: Well, I guess we'd- I guess we'd better hand them in as evidence, then. I thought these were Electrum.
0: <laughs> do you know that? Do you, do you know what Electrum is, Frankie?
1: I would say he has an
2: idea.
0: Okay, roll me a history check.
2: Plus four, that is
0: 16. So you've heard of a substance before called electrum, which is apparently magic that has been mined. You, you don't know that they're coins, but you know that there is a substance that uh, people dig up from close to the center of the planet that is concentrated magic. Should
1: I roll a stone sense history as well for that one. I didn't think that Karen would know about that, but now you've said that it was mine, she might actually know being a hundred and also a dwarf.
0: Well, Frankie, do you communicate what you know?
2: Yeah, cuz Frankie's not smart enough to keep it to himself.
0: Okay, then <laughs> yes, you can you can check that out.
1: So that's um 17 plus 4, that's a 21. So, I guess she does know a bit about electrum. Okay. Maybe the maybe him saying electrum kind of was like brought it back into her memory, and she says, "Oh, well, this is. I thought it was just a. I thought it was just a myth. This is. This is concentrated magic. This Contraband. is. This is illegal. What are we doing with this? What was the mob doing with this? We we need to tell someone in charge. What was that nice young man's name, Mister Mister Cherish? We need to contact him, the head of the guard.
0: The uh, car How are we going explain that. And Murphy turns around, and he looks at you, Karen, and he says, Hey, look, so here's the thing. I would very much appreciate it if you kept that quiet. That bucket that you guys have commandeered was probably on its way to veto. And here's the thing. Those coins, that stuff that you guys are holding, is very illegal and very secret. So if I was you, either give it to me, so that I can make use out of it, and maybe get some cash money, or keep your mouth shut, because that stuff is powerful, and even just having some of it can be enough to get you thrown in jail, because now you know what it is. Ah,
3: well... Fair point.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose, but surely the guard wouldn't hurt us. I mean, we're just being good citizens.
0: Unfortunately, anyone who is in possession of Electrum, and you are correct, that is what it is called, that's enough. That's all you need to arrest somebody and throw them into the dungeons under the Emperor's Castle, okay? Because now that you know, you can spread it.
1: Oh, I, I, I suppose maybe it's not the best idea to talk to Mr.
0: Cherish then. Okay, so here's the deal. If you are going to be talking about what you know, then unfortunately i'm gonna have to leave you here and go hide and then also claim to not know you so
1: oh no murphy please please we need those chemicals back and you're the only one we know with the cart around here i i i apologize i'm sorry please
3: um i think what I... we need here is a non-disclosure cause in our uh, working day
0: that sounds like an excellent idea my friend flynn a sensible man, a sensible man named Flynn. This is who my friend Flynn is. Okay, can I keep driving now, or are you all gonna get me thrown into the dungeons?
1: No, no, no! Please, you can keep going. I, I, I apologize, uh, Flynn. I will help you out with that, with that non-disclosure agreement. Uh, I've got my, I've got my parchment and my pens right here.
0: Sounds good. All right, friends. By the way, if you're gonna mess around with that stuff, maybe just use one. I've seen Vito use them to throw destructive magic around and communicate with things. I myself am not aware of how to use spells, but I imagine that certain people have that sort of innate talent in order to do so. I'm going to stay away from it because it's not really my bag. Just try not to explode the cart before we get there, okay?
1: Sure. Murphy!
0: What is up, my good friend Karen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's good to be your friend, Murphy. Why are you doing this?
0: Well, let's just say I have my own reasons.
1: Sure, but y- you seem to know Don Vito pretty well. Why why are you helping us?
0: I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the noise of the cart. And he just starts driving again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Extremely this good.
4: This guy's sorry, a tiefling, right?
0: He's got red skin and horns. He does appear to be a tiefling.
4: Okay, that's interesting. So, Murphy, are there any more tieflings
0: in the mob? Well, I mean, lots of our people definitely look for work wherever they can get it. You know as well as I do, there's plenty of tieflings that get caught up in crime because they can't find work elsewhere. Uh, There are plenty (laughs) of us who do sort of fall in with the mob because, you know, the mob don't discriminate. We just look for bodies. We just look for people with hands who can help and keep their mouths shut. I mean, they, they do that.
4: Right, okay, okay. How much further?
1: (laughs) Are we there yet?
0: Hey, it's Penny again. I hope you're enjoying Arc 1, my chemical errand so far. We had a bunch of fun recording it, and I'm really looking forward to where the story is going to go to from here. We don't have any sponsors, so there aren't any ads to put here, but I just wanted to do a little shout out to some of the people whose work has gone into this project. It'll just take a sec, and then we can get back to the questing. First of all, the players, Stephanie, Liz, Nate, and Poppy, you guys have been really fun to DM for, and I love your characters. Thank you so much for the time that you have all put into this. Uh, Secondly, thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing me to use their background music. If any DMs are looking for cool mood-setting sound to add to the games, he puts them up completely free as a community resource. They're really good and super well-produced. You can check them out at tabletopaudio.com or on his Patreon, which is also called Tabletop Audio. A big thank you to a guy named Regan McKinnon, who created the theme song for the show, as well as a few other pieces of music I'm going to be using. If you liked the theme song, you can reach him by searching for The Porch Recording Studio on Facebook. And finally, thank you to my partner, Liv, who has not only been super supportive throughout all the hours I've spent writing the show and editing and post and helping me to workshop the story ideas, but is also responsible for all the official art that you'll see across all our social media. She's a really talented artist and she makes all of her money through commission work, creating all sorts of things from digital art portraits to movie storyboards to original comics. She's an absolute treasure and I can't possibly sing enough praises in this short moment I'm taking for a shout out. If you like the show art and you want some delightful and affordable art custom made just for you, check out Live Artisan Design, that's L-I-V-A-R-T-I-S-A-N, Design, on Facebook, Twitter or Patreon. Thank you again for listening to our humble little D&D podcast with a terribly long name. You can find out more about us on our website, which should be in the description. I would say it here, but as of this recording, I haven't actually reserved a domain name yet and there will be a Patreon established eventually where subscribers will be able to get characters named after themselves, submit ideas for magical items that the players will be able to buy, or just show your support, whatever you want to do. Okay, on with the show. By this point, you've... You've traveled outside of the forest. You took a road towards the south gate. Which of you has the ability to know the time? I think it might be Frankie. Yeah. So so Frankie knows, but by the time you guys arrive at the uh, the queue for the south gate, it's around 4pm. Murphy parks up his cart and he says, look, we've got two options, guys. Either we go in through the front gate, in which case most of the stuff you guys are carrying is going to get confiscated. Or... I can let you in on a little secret. It's really up to you. If you think you can talk your way past the guards, go ahead. But uh, if you're worried about getting your pockets emptied and those nice little necklaces that you guys are wearing confiscated, maybe we should go a different route.
1: Well, I I certainly will not want to get uh, my family in trouble. Maybe we should follow you until we can figure out a way to explain all of this to the guards. Uh, It'll just, you know... Just until we can get our stories straight, and I'm sure it'll all blow over soon, right?
0: Okay, so here's the deal. I don't know you guys well enough to trust you, so I'm gonna need a little collateral. Fifty gold each, and I'll get you into the city.
1: <laughs> oh. I- I'm sure we can work something out with the paper company. Oh no, unfortunately be-
0: I'm not working for Janice and Breffitz. I'm working for you guys. So either you hand over gold right now, or I'm just going to leave you to it, and you can do your best with the guards.
1: Well, I can do a down payment of 50 gold coins, and uh, I can get together the rest of it when we get into the city. Uh, Would that be acceptable to you, Murphy?
0: He's just kind of waiting.
2: I think he didn't take the coins, I believe, so... Yeah, I think I have them.
3: I think my, uh, fancy hat could, uh, help with this situation, uh, Karen and Murphy. I just might happen to have that tucked in the fold of my, uh, fancy hat around, around that sum.
2: Oh! Just give me a little uh, minute
3: to, uh, count it out. I kind of hunch over my hat
0: and count out some coins.
3: Uh, here <laughs> we are, good sir. Thank you for your help in this, uh, trying time.
0: He counts out the coins. He smiles. And he says, I always knew I could trust you, Flynn. Here's the deal, I'm gonna... There's another way into the city that the unscrupulous folk like to use in order to bring merchandise in and out. If you would like to keep that a secret, you know, for me, for your friend, for your friend who you've paid, that would be extremely helpful to me. The guards have never found this particular way into the city, and we would like it very much if they continued to not know how to stop such merchandise entering are we all in agreement
1: well yeah, murphy yeah. i'm sure we can i'm sure we can all agree on that especially if this uh, this little arrangement ensures that janderson Breathwood's paper company doesn't get stolen from anymore
0: so you guys are currently about a mile out of the city um there's a spot where people can kind of just stop carts and sort of leave them just park them and murphy parks the cart And he hops out and he starts to walk sort of into the rocky outcrops that surround the the south section of the city you guys can see the city wall from here it's it's very high it's not really it's not quite like a mile high but it's definitely like a couple of hundred feet high and from where you guys are at there there, you can see a line of carts and people kind of lining up to go into the gate so murphy starts to walk into the rocky outcrops um and do you guys all hop down and follow him yeah yeah.
1: yeah, I'm going
3: to um, grab as much stuff as the, the stuff that I brought with me and
0: follow along. He kind of sees that you guys are having a bit of trouble carrying a bunch of crap. He, he comes back to you, Flynn, and he's like, Look, you paid me. You paid for your friends. I'll give you just, just one more tip. How does that sound? We'll, we'll consider this a favor from me to you. <laughs>
3: I'm always one for favors.
0: He grabs the waste bag that's decorated to resemble a monster from your mm-hmm. sort of pile of crap. I and mean, he opens it and he sort of starts to put his arm inside of it. And it's it's only like a bum bag, sort of like sized bag. Fanny pack. But he, yeah, it's a fanny pack. But he manages to <laughs> like throw his hand in up to the elbow, up to the shoulder, and then withdraws it. Oh. And he's like... Here's the thing. You guys are carrying around a way to keep things under wraps. This is what people in my circle call a bag of holding. It's very valuable, but I need you to be quiet. So get all of your clangs and all of your rustles and all of your jangles. Put them in here and you can deal with them later.
4: All right.
3: I start shoving stuff into the bag. (laughs) (laughs) All
4: right. Damn it, I could have put more hats in here. Yeah, I start putting my stuff in there as
0: well. So here's the deal, right? You've got one bag between four of you, but only the person who put something into the bag can take it back out. Uh-huh. I have one, I don't have it with me, but I have one. They're very useful for smuggling.
3: Could we each put our own belongings into the bag and each only be able to take out those belongings? Then? That's
0: that's correct.
3: Perfect. I like that. That's like a entrenched honesty bag.
1: <laughs> I can definitely see how that would be very useful. No wonder these are some of the most confiscated antiques. I remember my grandfather telling me stories about bags of holding and bags of devouring and, you know, all of the magical items of the old world. I would never thought I'd see one in person.
0: Well, there are still a few of them around, you know. The things that were created back when magic existed, you know, they still float around. There's a pretty good market for them if you know the right people. Mm-hmm. Amazing so Murphy leads you to a spot and you're now like much less encumbered than you were before or did do any of you keep like anything on you? Like do you keep any Electrum in your pockets? I I imagine probably, how much do you keep on you?
2: Uh,
1: Frankie
0: will keep two or three. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah.
1: I think in a couple tools, just in case.
3: Yeah. I've got Um, some hidden around me.
1: I think Karen will just keep two in her, um, in her coin purse and the rest she'll put into the bag of holding. Okay. She's pretty happy to carry everything else in her tote bag. Yeah, I'm just going to put um, two, one in each of my pockets.
0: Okay. So uh, Murphy leads you to a spot where there's three apple trees. Um, you've, you've walked for a while through the rocks and it's been pretty hard. It took you about 30 minutes of walking unseen. But but now you're at a spot where there's three apple trees near the wall, uh, probably about three or 400 feet back from the wall so Murphy walks up to the trees and he stands in a spot where he's standing directly in the shadow of the trees and he leans down and he appears to pull the shadow off of the floor but you realize that there's actually a trap door there that's designed to look exactly like a shadow cool Cool. and he smiles and he kind of like gives you a little salute uh and he gestures down Uh, There's a ladder leading into the ground. I'm going to go last. You guys go down. Whatever you do, don't make noise. If there's anybody down there, they'll definitely hear you.
1: How exciting. I've never had a birthday like this before, and Karen's going to happily hop down into the hole.
0: Oh, it's your birthday. Happy
1: birthday. (laughs) It's your birthday, Karen? (laughs) Thank you, Mercy. (laughs) How old are you? I'm, I'm 100 today. You don't look a day over 50. Thank you, darling. It's very kind of you. That and she's really just sense. going to hop down into the hole. Same with Ida. I'll follow Karen.
3: Yeah, I'll follow Ada.
1: And I'll follow also.
0: And Murphy comes up the back and seals the door behind him.
1: Karen's going to try. She, she knows that she has um, dark vision, but she's going to try uh, summoning the weapon to see if it gives off any light for anybody who might not have not have the ability to see in the dark
0: it does appear and it does give off a very very faint blue light definitely not enough Mm. to see like you can everybody can see where the axe is but it doesn't really give off enough light to go by
2: frankie would like to pick up uh if there's like any small stones or anything on the ground he'd like to pick one up and start uh magical tinkering it to produce light
0: how much light does it produce
2: it produces bright light in a five foot radius and dim light for
0: additional five feet. Okay, so you guys can sort of see ten feet around you, and you see Murphy kind of walk over to a spot where there's torches on the wall, and he lights oh. one, and he's like, come on, you guys, you don't think that we're organized enough to be able to see down here? <laughs>
1: no.
0: Put that away. Well, Put that away.
1: <laughs> L- listen, I was just trying to be nice, darling. I know the dwarves are Perfectly capable in the darkness, but I just wasn't sure about the rest of you
0: lot. Um, who actually has dark vision out of out of all of you guys? I don't know, Calentas. So no, no Flynn and, and no Frankie.
2: No, Frankie is just a human cell.
0: Okay, so you guys, you travel for a little bit through this cave. It's a fairly wide tunnel that looks like it's been cleared out over time. It's pretty old looking. It's got wooden floorboards, and there is a little a little train track down there. It looks for people who want to. Smuggle things that are a little bit more um, heavy, but you don't bump into anyone you get to the other end and It actually opens out into the basement of a house Murphy pushes on the wall, and it's like a, a, a piece of the brick Pushes out and then slides to the side and you guys are in the basement and he's like well my friends Welcome to Ymir city. We're in the slums area. So this is gonna be uh I imagine you guys are going to want to keep your heads down. You uh you all look a bit out of place in this area. Who's who's visited the slums before? I yeah, that's what that's I thought. Gonna be a no. <laughs> check, check your privilege, guys. Okay. Yikes. So you guys walk up some stairs uh into basically like a decrepit old abandoned house. It's it's got it's full of spiderwebs. It looks undisturbed, but also there's a very clear path from the stairs to the door um, and you get the feeling that it's set up to look old and scary so that nobody will poke around in here. Uh, Murphy approaches the door and he says okay, Vito's place is three blocks that way and he points out of a window down an alleyway that seems to extend um, out into the city. Three blocks that way, but let's move quietly anyone sees you they're gonna notice you okay um and he turns his cloak inside out and now it's like black and stained and like he went from having like a sort of nice red cloak and he turned it inside out and now it looks old and shitty
3: i let's go check off his fancy hat and put it in the bag of holding
4: thank you that's a very take good idea up his hat i feel like Ido fits in a little bit he's
1: just wearing like a janitor's outfit
0: yeah that's true probably
1: smells of garbage
0: let's just keep <laughs> our heads down just to be safe
1: karen's going to um stye heavily and um take off her fancy heels and put them in her in, in the bag of holding
0: okay um all right <laughs> now it's time to it's time to sneak through the slums who would like to go first right. who would like to bring up the rear i'll go first okay so you so murphy's at the front he's gonna be uh he's gonna be signaling you guys so you guys are gonna sneak together and he's gonna uh signal you to move quietly through certain sections. So so who said they were going first? I know. Okay, and who's going last? I'll go up the rear. Okay. Cool. I'll go last, yeah. So you guys uh, exit the house into the uh, the dusk light. It is getting pretty close to sunset at this point. It's about probably by the time it took you to get through the tunnel and get into the city. It's about 4.45. It's getting pretty close to 5 p.m. Getting pretty close to the end of the work day. The light's starting to turn orange. Um, you can see sort of like down the street, there are sort of huddles of, of people, you know, sitting near barrel fires and just kind of hanging out, trying to stay warm together. Um, this is a part of the city that you guys tend not to come to. Um, this is the slums. It's the area where the poor people live and where the criminals operate and where those who do not have money are kind of forced to live. Um, okay, so you guys travel down a bit of an alleyway for a moment before you come to a sort of more open street. Murphy quietly, uh, covered in his cloak, walks across the street to the alleyway opposite. And he turns around and he signals you. Uh, everybody roll me a stealth check. Mine's
2: nine.
1: I got a 13. 16.
0: I rolled a nat run and nat
3: one and then rolled again. And then have a 16 with my...
0: Okay, so Ido goes first and kind of kicks a can, um, and there's a, a group of people sort of like maybe a hundred feet down the down the street kind of turn and, and see him, um, and they go back to what they're doing, they just sort of all turn and kind of look at him for a minute, um, and then they go back and just start talking amongst themselves, and, and Ido gets across the the street and into the alleyway opposite, and Murphy kind of sh- oh, shakes his head at you, you gotta be more careful. Um, and the rest of you met, do manage to sneak quite quietly across the street and, and none of you manage to uh, attract any attention. You walk down the alleyway further, you know, past a few sleeping homeless people, um, past a large pile of garbage, um, and you find a, another street. And, and Murphy's like, look, look, okay, Vito's place is just around, just, just through this next alleyway. So once we get there, it's gonna be all go, okay? I imagine that Haas has probably got the stuff there by now. So, I mean, that dwarf who we were following, he's probably moved whatever you guys are looking for. I forget what I've told you.
3: So we she okay. going to whip out?
0: Not yet, but soon. And again, he sneaks across the street. Yep, he's fine. Um, and he turns around and he waves everybody over. So again, roll me another self-check. Uh, 21. 12.
4: 21. That was a 4.
0: So this time... Uh, You guys are sneaking across the street, and Karen waits till last. Uh, You guys all manage to sneak over, and Karen, uh, keeping her head down, sneaking along, looks up for a second and sees two uh, a young human and a young dwarf child on tricycles staring right at her. And they say, (laughs) hello, nice lady. Oh, hello,
1: dears. Um, I'm afraid I'm a little bit busy at the moment. Do you have any candy? i don't i'm so sorry well um it was very nice what to are you, you doing Just...
4: <laughs> i can um... see that karen's having some trouble and i take <laughs> out the definitely not a moro bar that i have and chuck it to her and go like give them chocolate
1: oh, where did
0: oh, that oh, come from
1: don't worry about it darling it's Magical! And she's going to give them the Moro bar and kind of walk away going,
0: ooh, hooray! And then they split the Moro bar between them and they try to call off down the street. <sighs> Man, you're making a lot of use of those items that you just sort of, those useless items you bought back in Keston. <laughs> Bandages and uh, not a Moro bar. <laughs> okay, so you guys managed to, uh, Continue on. Murphy's like muttering to himself. He's like, oh, I knew I should have found quieter people. Okay, that's alright. <laughs> okay, so listen. And he's, he stops you. And he's like, this is as far as I go. Okay? Around this next corner, there's gonna be a door to a factory uh, that's that's Vito's place. If you guys are lucky, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna find what you're looking for and you're gonna get the hell out of here. Okay?
1: Alright. Okay. 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 Oh, alright. Um, Flynn, darling, can I just uh, put my tote yes. bag into that bag of holding just for a moment? I, I think I need both hands for this. And she's going to pull out those two coins, um, stuff them in her pocket, and dump her tote bag into the bag of holding.
4: Sweet. Well, Ardo's just ready to go. Like, he's already yeah. got his dagger, even though it's probably not the best place to have it. But he's like, yep, I'm ready.
1: <clears throat> All right. Well, I think. I think I'm just going to. Uh, do you think I should knock on the door? What what What's the protocol now? Do we go in and ask? I, I've, I've...
4: Murphy. Yeah, so I feel like we want to sneak.
0: Murphy's gone. You, you turned around to where he was standing and he's just vanished. He's clearly just left. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there's two ways to kind of sneak up to a place, isn't there? Sneak up like you belong and then just rush in after that. So we could do the polite knock and how are you? Would you like to buy some paper? Or we could sneak up. And hope
4: they don't. So while you guys are talking that over, Ido, who feels like he fits the part and would blend in, has gone up to the door already and knocked on the door.
0: You will go around the corner, and you'll see that there's someone standing outside the door.
4: Oh, hey, uh, I'm just going to head in.
0: The person who is smoking turns and looks at you and freezes. It's (laughs) Haas.
2: Punch that guy. Yeah,
4: I guess I'm going to just try punch him in the face <laughs> and knock him out. Alright. So I was like, oh, God.
0: you." <laughs> okay, uh, roll me. Yeah. Roll this, this went to shit real quickly. Okay, uh, roll me an attack roll. Oh, God. Hey, okay. because, because he was shocked to see you um, walk up to him out of the alley, uh, I'll give you advantage on that.
4: Okay. <laughs> when you do advantage, how do you do advantage?
0: Just roll twice and use the highest number. Sweet.
4: That's better. It's
0: a nineteen. Okay. Nine. Um, so you definitely managed to hit him. Uh, he, he turns around and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then you just punch him in the face. <laughs> roll me a. I think a. I think an unarmed strike is just a D four plus strength. So yeah, roll roll, roll okay. me a roll me a D four mm. and then add your strength check to it.
4: Ah, uh, that's just two.
0: Okay, so he took. He takes four damage. Um, I'll just roll a. Uh, he rolled very badly on his con save, so he d- you didn't knock him out because it's just a single punch to the face, but you do knock him down, um, and he starts, uh, he- you've got a second to do something before he scrambles to his feet and raises the alarm. What are you going to do? Uh,
4: I'm going to kick him in the balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That'll
4: shut a guy up,
0: won't it? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. For th- when, yeah. He's, when he's down, um, kicking him in the balls is right there. I'm not going to make you roll an attack for that, but I will roll a con check. So. Oh, he rolled very badly. Um, he <gasps> he goes. Oh, you guys suck. What are the rest of you doing while all this is happening? Uh, watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. just been like, i
3: but not stunned that you just walked out there whilst also trying to like quickly put on his amulet.
1: Karen's going to say, "Oh well, uh, I suppose that's it for the quiet route," and she's just going to um stride out um, next to Ido and open the door and rush on in. Um,
0: mm-hmm. you, when you open the door, it, it kind of is a little, a little entrance way. It's a factory. Have you guys ever seen the mm-hmm. Simpsons episode where Bart gets a factory? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. there is another set of double doors opening that you assume go into the main part of the like big empty warehouse. And then there is a little hallway that leads to the right that there's stairs going upwards.
4: Are there big windows so we can Uh,
0: see in? In the area that you're in now, no, there's no windows. Okay. It's basically just the door, another set of doors, and then a little hallway leading off to the right. Okay. And Hoss Um, Hoss is like, oh, how did you guys find me?
1: We're very talented. Where are those chemicals?
0: Oh, they're inside. I didn't, I didn't tell Vito I didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, You you didn't tell Vito. I didn't tell Vito that you guys beat up the others i just sort of said that i came by myself he's he's a dangerous guy i didn't want him to get angry at me (laughs) uh and he kind of he kind of stumbles to his feet and he's like you guys can have him i don't even care and he holding his crotch kind of like hunched over just kind of stumbles off down the street away from you
1: karen will say quietly bye hoss if you ever want some reputable work I recommend not coming by the Janderson Brefford's Paper Company. So I you're... hope I never see you again.
0: <laughs> and he flips you off and heads off around a corner.
1: Rude. Uh, Karen will walk into the doors and I think she was going to take the stairs.
0: Is that where you guys are all going?
1: Uh,
4: I was going to have a quick look, like just kind of sneak my head through the door in front of us.
0: They're pretty heavy doors. You, you okay. can if you want. Roll me a, roll me a stealth check. 23. Yeah, okay. 23 is pretty good. Oh, you open the door a crack. Um, You can hear people talking in there. You can hear a few different voices. um, And you can hear somebody shouting, um, people to, you know, move faster. Uh, A voice that sounds fairly similar to Murphy's, but isn't quite the same, just kind of the sort of same accent. Okay. And that's about it. So you can hear people moving around in there, moving stuff. But like a decent amount of people yeah there's probably, you can, you can count probably five different voices in there
4: and then I say it, it seems pretty busy in there
1: guys well um, maybe maybe we don't do this on our own maybe we send an anonymous letter to the guard and we let them handle it we know where the hideout is now as long as those chemicals aren't used for anything nefarious I, I don't see how we can come but, out of this, okay? May I uh,
2: interject here?
1: You know, this guy is pretty powerful, so he may
2: have uh, some gods in his pocket, if you know what I mean. And oh, If we uh, do this... Also, there's no guarantee that, you know, we'll still be able to take the chemicals, even if the guards take them. They're not going to give it
1: back. It'll be most likely uh, evidence, as you say. God, you're right. We can't let Mr. Bloody Stephen Charity take over the board. We've got to get those chemicals back.
4: This is your job, Karen. (sighs) Janison and gave you this job,
1: and you're going to do it. He did, he did give me this job, and I'm going to do it. By God, I'm going to do it even if I get back late, and by God, <sighs> I'm going to save this company and uh, going to bust through the heavy double doors. Uh, oh. oh, no! Party.
0: Are you sure?
1: <laughs> Am I sure about that? No! <laughs> Is there anything that uh, you guys are going to do to stop her from doing that? I just stare and <laughs> in, in disbelief,
4: but also do a small clap because I'm proud oh. of you.
1: <laughs> no, no, you guys are going to well, let me do it. Just, sure. well, yeah, how, do we, yeah. how do we stop her? Finding time, like,
3: <laughs> like
2: busted thrill!
3: I try grab the back of you, but I'm very little compared to you, so I think I just get pulled along with the, for the ride.
0: Okay. Just checking that nobody wants to go up the stairs at all. You just want to go straight into the room <laughs> with all the guys.
1: Well okay, originally so I wanted to go up the stairs, but then we <laughs> had it like a like a, a, a rousing um a rousing speech and now Karen's ready to roll.
3: Um Can I do a, a dex a dex check to try and see if I can like reroute her? Like you know like a like a swing? Go for it, do a dex okay, check.
4: Please roll high. <laughs>
3: I'm an unnatural twenty-two. Yeah. So as oh. she
0: as she barrels in, you manage to grab her and turn her, um, and and Karen kind of like falls to the ground. You grabbed her by the waist.
3: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe just not. Maybe just
1: calm down. No, I think I think I think that was a good decision, Flynn. Uh Maybe we should maybe we should go upstairs instead. I, yeah, I'll, I don't
3: really hmm. like stabbing people. I'll
1: let someone else go first. I think I will. I'll. I'll... I'll take up the rear and make sure no one is watching. Oh, I don't know what came over me.
0: <laughs> so you guys are heading up the stairs? Yes. Yes. And when you get to the top, you find an ajar door, which you don't hear anything on the other side of.
3: Can I get on the floor and peek around the corner? Like on my, like on my tummy, like scooch?
0: <laughs> okay, um, it's a pretty nice looking office. You scooch and you kind of peek around the door. Um, it's an empty office. There are plants... There's a nice desk, um, there's a few bookshelves, there's a few comfy chairs. It looks like some sort of nice office. Is
3: there anything on top
4: of the anyone?
0: desk? You're on the floor, so you wouldn't be able to tell what's on the desk from your angle.
4: Uh, I just have a can look on any the anything?
0: No, there doesn't seem to be anybody in there. Sorry, uh, I it's all clear. I, Ida, what did you say?
4: Uh, I have a look, but at, like, normal height.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so
4: if I um,
0: okay, there's some papers on the desk but otherwise, a fairly nice looking, a but empty office. There's there's some liquor bottles on the shelves. Oh, okay. And the, there's like a velvet top desk in there. Someone's got a bit of money yeah. and, and bought some stuff in here.
4: Um, I just stride on in then and see. Is there a window <laughs> in the office that looks down onto the factory? There is, yeah. Okay, um, I stealthily look through the window and make sure nobody can see me.
0: Okay, keeping, keeping low, you have a peek out the window. You can see uh, about seven or eight men. Uh, mostly humans and dwarves, there's there's a half-elf or two just moving boxes around. They kind of just look like they're doing inventory. There's quite a bit of stuff in there. And you can also see a blue-skinned man in a three-piece suit, just kind of like, you know, he's sitting, he's got his legs crossed, and he's just kind of watching them. And once in a while, he'll shout an order.
4: Oh, so he's the one that sounds a bit like Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Is he a tiefling from what I can say?
0: No, he doesn't have horns. He it okay. does and he has blue skin, which you've never seen a tiefling with blue skin before.
2: True.
4: But can I see the barrels anywhere?
0: Uh roll me a perception check. I'm um, gonna get off the floor 17. since I saw you. Seventeen? <laughs> yeah. The blue skinned man is sitting on them. There there is oh, a okay. they're they're on a pallet together and he's sitting on top of one of them.
1: Karen's going to come in and have a look at that and scoff and say oh, he obviously doesn't know the danger that he's in. She's going to turn around and inspect the parchment on the desk and say, Flynn, you don't think this is ours, do you? What do you What do you think? She's going to um, hold out some parchment to Flimbar.
0: Okay, um, whoever is reading it, roll me an Icana check. Ooh, nice. Uh check. Oh,
1: oh. nat 20!
3: 18.
0: Do you guys have a look at the parchment? It seems to be plans for making a bomb uh, oh. using the stolen chemicals, and the second sheet uh, appears to be a diagram of a marketplace with an X underneath a nearby building that is marked as a bank. So what you're looking at are plans to bomb a marketplace in order to gain access to a bank. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, and
2: the parchment X... our parchment.
0: Uh, No, it just appears to be just sort of any old paper. You don't, you don't, there's no defining markings to show that it's Janice and Brefford's parchment. Uh, Frankie, Mm -hmm. are you participating in this at all? Yes. Uh, Yeah, roll me an arcana check as well.
3: That's not old paper, but it's a worrying sight. I
0: I
1: think I'd better take this down. Uh, 19.
0: From what you know about the chemicals, you think that this design would probably hurt quite a few people when it goes off. <clears throat> this
2: is very dangerous. This, this chemical mixed up with these other things become very unstable, but uh, it makes quite a large
1: explosion. This could hurt a lot of people. Uh, oh. Let's just
3: take those papers with us.
1: <laughs> what if they come back and the papers are gone and they know that someone's been in here?
2: We can replace mm. it with other papers. And Frankie pulls out some <laughs> random papers
4: out of what? his bag. I have a look at the papers that he put out. I'm like, what kind of device is this exactly? Because it looks like illustrations for a kind of invention.
2: Oh yes, it is. It's a a, a thing that I, it's it's like a spider that instead of spinning webs, uh, it uh, spins some sort of web on your body to fix, you know, stab wounds scratches, and scratches. Oh. It's it's essentially uh, like a spell for cure wounds, but it's a device he's making too. Enable that.
1: Oh, very interesting, Frankie. Well, let's let's heal uh, the
2: marketplace.
1: Let's get out of here. Let's get those. Uh, I I can't I can't leave the chemicals here. I don't know what we're going to do. Do we? How do we get them out of there?
0: Mm. Kill everybody. From below in the factory, you hear a voice say, "All right, boys, clear on out of here. You're not going to see. Want to see what happens next?" The old bus man's gonna make a deal. Oh, yeah. If you sneak a peek, you can start to see all of the uh, men who were touching the inventory moving out of the factory towards the double doors. Is it Who's looking?
2: I'm looking. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. The man in the three-piece suit kind of, like, hops down from the barrels and kind of, like, he's got a bit of swagger to him, and he's, like, rubbing his hands together. He pulls out uh, a blue coin, and he kind of, like, turns it over and smiles at it and then a couple of feet from where he is standing an unsettling light begins to generate there is a harsh crack that echoes across the space and even into the elevated office you guys feel like a crack of force sort of like pass through you and a small hole begins to open in the middle of the air crackling blood red electricity arcs around the outside of it and it grows larger and larger it's like a tall oval the size of a the person that's standing in front of it the man in the three-piece suit lowers himself to one knee and a haunting voice exits the hole and says you Vito, i demand your audience Hey, it's okay. I think they're gone now. Hey, it's me, Murphy, your favorite tiefling, legitimate businessman, and all-around helpful guy. I just wanted to say thanks for listening to the show. You know, it means a lot to all the people around if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, bye.